everyone, and welcome back to Dark Opinions, Dark Reporter. Um, I and uh, um, if you're new here, thank you for listening in. I am touching on a subject. Well, all my subjects are very sensitive, for the most part. Um, but this is one that I try to podcast about on the 19th of this month, June 19, 2021. But it didn't really, it wasn't really successful because I was outside and it was at night and there was bugs and even though I had bug spray, it just was not working. And so I ended the podcast early, came inside and and, you know, and since then, I just haven't really been able to find the time to get back to this. But now I'm doing it. I'm forcing myself to get this done because it's so important. This topic is so important. Um, there's a lot going on in Texas. And Texas politics actually... Even at the moment, even it actually reflects what's going on outside of Texas. You know, the rest of the U.S., the rest of the nation, and except for those states that are that are Democrat, you know, governed. Especially, this goes for especially the Republican states, and. Uh, not all, but a few others that our governor, Greg Abbott, they all seem to be in cahoots with each other. They are pro-Trump. Um, they may not agree with everything, but they are like they are his minions, Trump's minions. They're being controlled by him. And I'm not saying I'm against Trump. I'm not saying I'm for Trump. I'm just saying Trump is that Trump is not my type of person. Especially not my type of leader. So um, I'm not saying that I don't like the uh, the person that he is. Um, it's just his his uh, tenure as president of the United States just was not impressive at all. So I'm going to jump into this. So y'all know that last year in 2020, uh, there was talk about the NRA, which is the National Rifle Association, making its headquarters in Texas. It seemed like no other state wanted them there. So of course, Texas, Greg Abbott welcomed them with open arms. Um, and that segues, we should have seen back then what's happening now. We knew the possibilities of what could transpire, but now it's, everything is actually coming to a head. Um, let's first focus on the relaxed gun laws. And I don't know if the rest of you guys have heard this or not. 
But Greg Abbott has relaxed the gun laws. You don't even need a license to carry a gun. You don't need a uh, uh, hardly anything. You can just go pick it up, buy one. Um, so you don't have a license to buy a gun. You don't need a license. I mean, that's big news right there. That's like an open, uh, 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 open forum, or that's not the word I want to use, but it's like it's it's opening up everything to where people can walk around and, and shoot without integrity. And now what he's doing in not just right now, but this has been maybe going on for just a little while where he's now trying to make it okay for 18-year-olds to buy guns legally. Here's the thing about that. You, y'all might, some of y'all might be saying, well, my 18-year-old is responsible. I taught my 18-year-old how to shoot. They've been shooting since they were little, yada, yada, yada. But here's where that does not make any sense. And this is not the topic itself that I'm getting ready to go to. This is building up to it, Okay. So, in our nation, 18-year-olds, by federal law, cannot even buy a pack of cigarettes. They can't even buy alcohol until they're 21. And there was talk a few years back, and there's always been talk looming around, about raising the legal age for even those. So, if you have that... If you have it where 18-year-olds are prohibited from buying cigarettes or buying alcohol or else face prison time and are a hefty fine, how are you going to legalize 18-year-olds buying firearms, buying a gun? Cigarettes and alcohol, it harms themselves. And Yes, 18-year-olds do not have the wherewithal, the mental wherewithal, the mental maturity yet to be able to make those really important decisions rationalize effectively in, in that way. So if you're going to prohibit that, shouldn't them buying guns be prohibited as well? They can use guns to kill themselves or kill other people. And he's pushing some other laws. You guys heard about the Democrats walk out, okay? So they walked out of a, a session where they were voting on a bill. This is in uh, uh, our state's capital of Austin, Texas. They walked out because they walked out and went to um, um, 
Washington, D.C. to wake up Sleepy Joe, as Trump calls him, because they didn't feel he was being um, effective enough. And so um, without them there, they knew that um, they knew that there, without a certain number of people present to vote on something, a session could not be held. So they left. So that session could not be held. And, um, of course, Greg Abbott, Greg Abbott, he had his temper tantrum. That's that's uh, uh, something him and Trump have in common is their temper tantrums. And so, um, he said that he was going to say that how shame on them because now they're using taxpayer because the Democrats took private planes out to um, Washington, D.C., and they're probably their own planes because they've probably been in office for like forever. And because um, there's no term limits in this country, it seemed like. And um, he said that they shame on them for wasting taxpayer dollars, but then he goes and wastes taxpayer dollars saying he's going to get the police to go up to Washington, D.C. to bring them back and make them stand for the session. That's happened only once when the Dems walked out like years ago. But um yeah, that that's more of a waste of taxpayer dollars. So um he said the graphic Greg Abbott said he's going to a whole session yada 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 anyway and he's up for re election next year. Ironically, uh, Matthew McConaughey, I know the actor, is supposed to be going against him for the Republican governor uh, thing, nomination. So um, we'll see about that. But um, here's the thing with allowing 18-year-olds to shoot. Uh, okay, now we're getting closer to the actual topic now. It's the demographics. Okay, so young kids. Okay. He feels, and he, this is my opinion, he feels that it's the young minority kids. who are threatening the elite society. Let me tell you what I mean by that. I'm talking about those who get their hands on guns illegally. And they go around shooting up people. And when I say minority, I mean like African-American, Asian, Hispanic. Okay. He, in his mind, he thinks that's the only gun violence that's out there. But I want to include one more, and that's the young white, bo- young white men or young white boys 
who are going around shooting up schools. Let's include them in this also, even though Greg Abbott doesn't. Um, they, Greg Abbott actually doesn't feel that is a problem that needs his concern. Um, so if you free up, if you make it legal to buy a gun, he's already made it, uh, um, so that you don't need a license to buy a gun. So if he makes it legal to buy one, anybody pretty much can buy one. And since 18-year-olds are good at, you know, young adults, let me put it this way, young adults, not just 18-year-olds, but young adults are good at putting things into the hands of even younger people. You got, yes, you got some older adults that do it, but young adults. Then, I can already see a bigger problem about to happen. So, here is his, here's what I feel. Even though he doesn't implicitly imply who his target is, demo graphics are you know it's those do, do that, that do violent crimes gangs um, drive-bys home invasions there's no standard to buy a gun anymore. Not even to where you have to prove yourself responsible to buy a gun. You don't need a license to buy. You might as well take away the permit to buy, in which I'm pretty sure he's, if he hasn't done that already, it's on his desk uh, waiting for him to sign. So here's the focus. There is a special part of this bill that is one of the reasons, well, the reason why, the main reason why the Democrats walked out wasn't because of gun laws, but because of the Jim Crow-like era bill that was trying to be passed through. And in this bill, there is a special part, because there's several things that they were touching on in the bill that they were voting on, and this is one of them, is the conviction of violent crimes. And this is where you, some people might say he's not making sense, but I can see his intention here. He wants to make it so that those convicted of violent crimes cannot be released on bail, not even on their own recognizance. And here's the thing about that. Are we all innocent until we're proven guilty? 
Hmm? So if you haven't been convicted and you can make your way out, you should be able to, in my opinion. Well, I have an opinion that's split in half on this. I hear in the news all the time about violent criminals who go around killing people. And the thing about it is that they go to jail and then the next week, if not the next day, they're back out because they posted bail. And the families, they feel like that's an insult, a slap in the face because, you know, their loved one is dead now and... So I understand that part, that intention. But if you're going to be against violent crimes, shouldn't you not be uh, uh, making violence so accessible? Especially towards the age group that, you know, Psychology, child psychologists and the professionals say has the least amount of rational reasoning. That, you know, he's allowing 18-year-olds to carry guns does not, in my opinion, equal public safety. It only makes certain people safe. The certain people or those that I mentioned earlier, the elite. And who the elite are are the rich white people. Okay? His his white friends, the people who live in their white gated communities that are racist because they don't intermingle with anybody. They just stay with their own same white people. And yes, the rap community, especially this generation, uh, well, you know, the, the generation that's that's around 18 to 19 years old. They have, they are really struggling with who they are, who, where they want to be in life. Because of the crimes that they commit with guns, they are killing each other And it's actually very sickening to watch. I do believe that there should be some type of censorship. Not only on what you see in music videos, but what you hear in the music. Because the censorship they have now is not enough. Because young people, this is going back to the rational reasoning try to identify with that. And these people that I'm talking about, they come from really bad situations and they rap about it. But as they're rapping about it, 
they're still living it, even though they're not in that environment anymore. That needs to stop. That's what Governor Abbott should be doing, not freeing up, not guns so that they can buy more and do more killings because you know what that does? What his intention it what his intention is is to facilitate them killing each other off. Facilitating the whole race to be killed off. African American, Hispanic, Asian to be killed off. Because he knows the demographic doesn't include a lot of white people. And that also goes into systemic racism, which he has pretty much said would not be taught about in school. No teachings that the KKK was wrong. And so, this is a deeply racist man that is the governor of Texas and has been for a while. Imagine that. And Ted Cruz is right along there with him, even though he's he's Hispanic himself. How are you going to be racist against your own people? Well... There are some others who are. We even got a couple black people who are racist against us. But not, they're not to the point to where they're trying to kill their own race. Kill them off. I don't know where Ted Cruz stands on this, this part of the bill. I don't know if he's in agreement or not. But I'm hoping it's a not. But with his track record, he don't know what he stands for. He just knows that. He likes his status and he wants to keep it. Any threat that he might have to step down from his uh, profile, from his status, terrifies him. Because that means that he might not He won't be popular, he won't have his friends, and he will lose money. Y'all might think I'm I'm just talking, but seriously. Because when the insurgency happened on our nation's capital, or the terrorist attack on our nation's capital, more uh, factually is what it was, at first, he was condemning Trump. And then when Trump was like, well, you're not one of my friends, all of a sudden he backtracked and said, oh, there's nothing wrong. Trump did nothing wrong. A lot of them Republicans did that. I don't think they realize that you can be against Trump, not like him, and speak out against them and still be a Republican. There are a lot of Republicans out there who doing that very thing. Except these certain ones, Ted and 
Greg, and a few others. The conservative Republicans. So, getting back into Greg Abbott's loading up low-income children with deadly weapons. He feels that that keeps all the riffraff out of his neighborhood. He wants them out of his neighborhood, out of the rich people's neighborhoods. It says it will save rich folks money. I'm not talking about the middle class. I'm not talking about the if you even make three hundred thousand dollars a year. I'm not talking about you. Because you're considered middle class too, according to them. You're considered rich to those who don't have that kind of money, but you're considered middle class to those who Greg Abbott's friends. He's targeting those students that are in college also. Because even though his aim is for the lower to middle class minorities freeing up guns for 18-year-olds, you got 18-year-olds in every and yes in this country we do have caste systems but you have 18 year olds in every echelon in every demographic so it's not just those that he's targeting that's going to be able to buy guns but it's everybody and get this I don't put it past some of these very, very rich 18-year-olds to put guns into the hands of the minorities, to buy the guns for them. The minorities are already getting drugs from them, from a lot of them. The cartel is huge, yes. And they're very frightening, yes. But they're not the only ones trickling guns and drugs into our lower and middle income neighborhoods, families, children. So... Let's go where white men might feel a bit threatened by this bill. Or relieved by this bill. Let's talk about school shootings. You're shooting up mass 
amounts of people. Now, in gang violence, they're just shooting each other. Okay? They have a target for each other. And yes, sometimes innocent bystanders get caught up in that. But these school shootings, they go into classrooms with people they don't even know, people that they probably don't even associate with, and just start shooting randomly. They just start shooting teachers and students and whoever is caught with a bullet. No aim, just shooting. Doesn't care. And where was it, Minnesota or something like that? Yeah, I got a lot of problems up there. Or was it Minneapolis? study-wise where that young boy his mother white mother white boy I don't even think he was 18 yet he might have been 17 17 18 19 somewhere around there drove him to a riot last year it it was a peaceful riot it was A peaceful protest is a more appropriate term. It was a peaceful protest. She drove him there with the intention of shooting black people. And that's what he did. And of course, they have, you know, your police there, your your riot police there. When he finished shooting black people who were exercising their right, of assembly, peaceful assembly. He walks back towards the riot police and they applaud him. They thank him. Not because he did their job for them or they might think he did their job for them, but these people weren't doing anything. They were just there. They were picketing, but they wasn't looting. They wasn't trying to hurt anybody, wasn't vandalizing anything. They were peaceful. So that's why I'm saying Minneapolis has a real race problem going on up there. What is their government doing? We got a real race problem going on in the echelons of our government in Austin, Texas. It seems like Minnesota has, I believe it was Minnesota, has a race problem everywhere in that state. Because it's so ugly and so big that it, you can't see Minnesota because that ugliness, that stain of racism is blocking. Blocking those who aren't racist, who don't deserve to be called a racist. 
And so I feel this bill, passing this bill, keeps his hands clean. And if all the minorities, get this, get this, if all the minorities, the black people in particular, are in jail because he's made it so that they cannot post bail, even if they can afford to, even on their own recognizances if they've never been in trouble before, even if they have not been proven guilty, even if they are innocent. They can't vote. They can't go to the polls because it was the African-American vote that toppled Trump because he didn't have it. They voted against him. They voted for Biden. There was a lot that didn't vote for Trump. Why? I don't know. I'd rather vote off ticket than vote for Trump. But he's up for uh, uh, Greg Abbott. And uh, a joke about him is that he's affectionately called Hot Wheels because, and this is no joke against anybody who is handicapped, but we, uh, Texas calls him Hot Wheels. He's, he's handicapped. He's in a wheelchair, wheelchair bound. But because of his stance on a lot of things. He's so racist. And he tries to debilitate. He tries to debilitate instead of seeing things fairly. His aim, his focus is to debilitate. And so... With minorities not being able to go to the polls, there's not enough to affect them. There won't be enough to affect the vote. There'll be less voters. So with there being less voters, that will help clear the way, clear the path for a Republican win. And so that also, with that bill, that also brings in mass incarcerations again. And fines, and and, and, and not fines, but extreme jail times. And what I mean by extreme jail times, I mean jail times, prison times for offenses the same offense that white people commit, that white people don't get jail time for. They might get probation or a slap on the wrist. But because you're black, you get extreme jail time, prison. Same thing, like look at uh, our uh, drug wars. We got, let's take crack, even though it's not the main drug anymore. You've got meth and Something else, I forget the name of it. I forget the name of it. But there's something else that's even uh, 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 
putting a shadow over meth. But let's look at crack, because this here explains my point. You got powder cocaine, which is called cocaine. It's the same thing as crack, but crack is a rock. Cocaine is more more expensive. Crack is more easily accessible financially. White people tend to do cocaine. They feel minorities tend to do crack. Here's the thing. They have different offenses. Crack holds a prison time, a lengthy prison time, whereas cocaine does not. They're the same thing. They feel the demographics is that white people, when white people, white people who use crack get charged for using cocaine and they get a lesser offense. A minority uses cocaine that get, a minority uses crack, they get a lengthy prison time. Automatic. And you're trying to tell me there's no systemic racism in this country? That is a lie. That is a lie. So, the Democrats represent the lower and middle class. And, you know, believe me that... Greg Abbott don't care if they leave, if if they left. He don't care about the people that the Democrats represent. And it's so weird because way back in the day, like maybe even before Sam Houston's time, the Democrats were the racist ones. They were the ones trying to pigeonhole black slaves and keep them slaves. Whereas the Republicans were like, no, don't listen to them. Come over to us. We can help you get on your feet. We can give you jobs to give you self-respect and make you self-sustainable. That a lot has changed. Now, it's the Democrats who are trying to help those, especially those affected by systemic racism. And it's the Republicans trying to shove them into it. Correction, it's the conservative Republicans trying to shove them into it. It's not the whole Republican party. It's only the conservative ones. And what I mean by that is that the Republican Party believes that if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. If you teach a man a fish, he'll if you teach a man to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. That's that's their stance and I agree with that 100,000%. So you can kind of call me conservative in that way. You can call me conservative in that way. But the conservative Republicans don't even want to give a man a fish or even teach him how to fish. They want to keep all the fish to themselves. So they're the only ones that thrive. 
and it's only a certain demographic. Yeah, you do have your your conservative Democrats. But conservative Democrats want to see you eat. Whereas conservative conservative Republicans would rather see you starve than eat. And that's the truth. That, my friends, is the honest truth. So, um... Yeah, so if you hear about Greg Abbott, it's not going to be any good news. Unless he's been defeated by a Democrat or by a Republican with more sense. And I don't really put, um, I don't really put a lot of faith in Matthew McConaughey. I love him. He's a great actor. I love his movies. But that doesn't mean he's going to be a great actor. I mean, a great governor. You know, some people are, they straddle the fence with, you know, a former president, Ronald Reagan. He was a, they felt he was a great actor. Some felt he was a great president. Some felt he sucked as a president. He should have stuck to acting. But um, we shall see. One thing for certain, you're gonna, we're gonna, this whole nation is going to start seeing a lot of fallout if somehow this bill passes. If somehow he does take, use Texans' hard earned tax dollars to wrangle. Democrats back to the capital, the the Texas capital, to hold this session. Because all the Republicans, most of the Republicans, I would say, majority want to vote for the bill. And he, you know, Greg Abbott is overjoyed about the whole bill, especially the part with the guns and the systemic racism. They go hand in hand. That goes hand in hand. Those parts of the bill goes hand in hand. And I don't really feel that he's actually concerned about the families who feel offended by the um, person who killed their loved one being let out so easily. I don't think he cares about that. He does not care about that. This is not about them. This is about him being racist. And that's what he cares about. He wants to promote that and promote a Republican wing. Because if they can get, they can keep everything as Republican as they can in 2024. It it looks like a sure win for Trump. And this nation is going to hell with gasoline drawers on everybody, Republicans and conservatives included, if Trump gets reelected in 2024. Everybody. 
This is we all in the same uh, 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 bowl of 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 pathetic crap, crudge, smudge. If he gets reelected, you know, it's 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 sad. I think I really think Trump has a mental illness. I really do, and that the Republicans are entertaining that. Some unknowingly, some pr- pretty much probably suspected because they spent enough time around him. But I'm pretty sure, I am damn sure that he has some type of mental illness. And the fact that he's allowed, look at Kanye West. And I don't bring Kanye West up just because him and Trump became friends their mental illnesses um, uh, recognized each other, but because he has a mental illness, that he's allowed to just do whatever and nobody appears nobody stepping in to say, pull him back and say, hey, we need to address this issue. Last year, Kanye was on... Something we all know that he is bipolar. He might have a co-occurring um, uh, mental illness to go with that. But instead, I mean, he got tore up a lot in the media. But he's allowed to. We are our nation. Our culture is allowing him to. The same way our culture is allowing Trump to do what he does. So let's think about that. And um, I think him and I think Kanye and Kim got divorced. Everybody was like, oh, we feel so sorry for Kim. Um, and a lot of people were like, why isn't Kim doing anything? Why isn't she helping him? Why isn't she pulling him back? Why isn't she taking him to a mental health clinic? Yada, 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 yada. Because you can't involuntarily mentally incapacitate someone. It appeared to our eyes on the outside that she wasn't doing anything at all. And she divorced him. I think that Kanye and Trump became friends while he was in office because they understand each other. When Kanye say uh, slavery was a choice, there's no way you can explain that. There's no way he can explain that to make it make sense. He just comes up with stuff out of his head. And Trump, we know that he is famous for just coming up with odd stuff just out of his head. The narcissism, the Lack of empathy. 
So if he gets reelected, he's going to feel that he's even more so that he doesn't have a mental illness, that he's normal, that everybody there's something wrong with everybody else. His world is just fine. And mental illness has a stigma in this country where people don't want to seek treatment because of how people treat you just for going to see a counselor. People, you know, feel that they're going to be talked about that. Somebody's going to say something about them. They're going to lose their job or something if they even go and see a counselor. And that's wrong, people. That is absolutely wrong. There is nothing wrong with seeking help. Going to the doctor, going to a counselor, going to your school counselor. There's nothing wrong with your child saying they need to talk to someone. There's nothing wrong with you wanting to talk to someone. Remember that. Be kind. Be kind to people. Because you don't know what another person is truly going through. Even if you're close to that person. How many times do we see where people say, I never knew they were going through that. All such and such had to do was let me know. And sometimes, yeah, that somebody might might have let somebody know and that somebody didn't have time or didn't have patience. So be kind, okay? Because a few minutes of kindness and patience may save you and a whole lot of people a lot of heartache and pain. All right. So that's it for this topic of my podcast and I will be back with another topic and um, you guys take care and thank you so much for listening in bye